You're listening to an encore presentation from the Transformation Talk Radio Network. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so very excited about today's show with Colonel Deb Lewis. Now, for those of you, you're going to hear about who Deb is throughout the show today, but you're going to also hear about what this topic is about and what what this one area of expertise is. She's got many. For those of you out there that want to know more about her, think about this, mentallytoughwomen.com. Just think about that for a little bit, mentallytoughwomen.com. That is something that she is passionate about and has spent time doing, building, and bringing to us purposefully. So when I think about when I think about them, I think about this retired Army colonel, Harvard MBA, commanded three U.S. Army Corps of Engineering districts, right? And, and, and it goes on. It goes on about what her accomplishments are. It goes on about who she is. But what doesn't get said is when you are in these environments, you are there in environments that what? Stress, that word, that word. And so what do you learn about that? And what do you choose? And, you know, what Colonel Deb Lewis has has chosen is to look at this, understand it, and help people with it to put it to work for them. And today's show is all about this. I've been waiting, waiting, waiting for this. How do you use stress to fuel your success? Benny, I'm getting ready to do the rap song on that. Colonel Deb, great to have you. Aloha. Wonderful to be here again with you, Pat. I love this topic. And yet, I want to ask you this question because There are a lot of folks that don't know how to do what we're talking about today. And I'm hoping today in the show that we can give people signs and symbols and things so that they can realize that they're at a point, an opportunity point, if they just knew dot, 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 if they just knew dot, 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 dot. And, you know, one of the things that you're doing is you're helping people look at, see themselves, see in the eyes of others. You're looking and helping people understand that there are things that we can do to move ourselves forward. And we talked a little bit about it at the, at the last show, right? Yes, we did. But there's so much more. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. I mean, but every. Every, every thing though, I, I'd love to, your audience to just think about, it can be one life-changing insight. I mean, that I've had over and over and over again, but one insight can com- 
completely flip you to a whole different perspective. When I compared life to an obstacle course, we can get into that more about the West Point obstacle course that I had to overcome. And it took me only four years to figure out how to go from not really doing well, passing, but then getting an A plus four years later. When you think of life that way, that it's just a series of obstacle courses and obstacles, but those are things that, you know, the ones that look horrible could be the easiest one you can get through if you just knew what was that trick, what was that tip that someone could share with you. Mine happened to be, my favorite one happened to be a 10 foot wall. Now I'm 5'5", five, five, a 10 foot wall. You look at that thing on the course and you're thinking, oh my goodness, how am I gonna get over that thing? Well, there are, there are ways to do it. And I found out I could hit that wall and flip over that. And it wasn't, I didn't hardly expend any energy. But if you don't understand that, you'll look at the obstacle and stare at it and maybe never get over it. And, and that's what we want to help people do, that look at life. And that changes your perspective from thinking that you're out of control, that somebody put this obstacle in your way, to knowing you have the power to turn that into something good and, and not even an obstacle. Maybe it helps you take you to a new level. You know, I was, ha- I was having a conversation with someone just about this this morning, and, you, you know, I, I, I've tried to recall in my life where, where some of these lessons came from. I was trying to recall, and I always point back to my stepmom. I mean, no matter how many times I reflect, maybe I can't remember like a thing, like a specific thing. I remember my stepmom, and I remember a lot about her. But this is really what we're going to talk about today, you know. What is it about a childhood experience under the age of 10 with a stepmom that just didn't know how to quit? First child at 12, second one at 13. We're not even going to say how that even happened. But what do I remember about her that's so similar to you? Now, clearly, I'm not jumping a wall. That, not today. Not today. That Jessica did, though. She just entered an um, obstacle course thing. But for me, my wall was a pogo stick. Many people don't even know what a pogo stick is. Mm. It's a thing that you do this. Now, by the way, they have extreme pogo stick sports. Like I think they put engines on them. (laughs) I couldn't do it. We got them as gifts. I threw it to the street. I'm in New York, threw it down the street. And I'm like, tried it once, threw it down, moved on my two sisters. And I don't want to tell the whole story, but I will tell you this about my stepmom. I went to go in the house for dinner and she wouldn't let me in. And she said, you need to get on that pogo stick. Now, after an hour of resistance, anger, I'll show you something happened. I probably was quiet enough to realize I was not going to win that. And maybe there was a way to be successful. Do you find that in the people you work with? I don't know how to describe that time that we go through where we allow ourselves not to be our stress, not to be our anger. Yes. I I think your story is fascinating because it hits on a point. Where did we, where did we learn how to handle stress? Well, if you don't have a stepmom like that, who's going to help you work through it, how many kids do you know will say, well, I'm, I can't do it. I can't do it. 
<laughs> and I'm not going to do it. Well, adults who've never been trained are saying the same things in their head when when things get tough. And and the idea is, is what if it's the best thing that ever happened to you? And you won't know that until you go past being uncomfortable. I think that's the one of the huge obstacles that people have when they look at anything. They're going to be uncomfortable. Maybe you'll even look foolish, but you want to pursue it and say, give it, give it the try. It's like testing the food, right? When we were kids, <laughs> try it. You can say you don't like it after you've tried it, but you have to try it. And most people will look at the appearance of it and decide that's not for me. And then you know, I love what we talked about in the first episode. We talked about so many great things and we're going to touch upon them and really look at this thing that people so create their stories over, which we call stress, right? You know, we talked about a couple of things last time, just stuck with me. And by the way, I have been reminded of them and can just literally hear you. A couple of them were um, this idea of finding the power within and not imploding. And the other thing I think you mentioned, and again, I apologize, Colonel Deb, I'm going to paraphrase, but the idea of getting up and getting back on the horse as I remember it. People sometimes will get to the place where if stress becomes the ruler, they forget they have those abilities, don't they? Yes. They forget that they can respond, not react. See, we're, it's really not their fault. And I want people to understand it. it's not their fault. Until you learn that we are hardwired. We are hardwired to react in survival mode. And anytime we react in survival mode, and what are we talking about? Fight, flight, shut down. We all really terrible strategies. I'm, I'm in the military. Strategies designed to get what we want. Take the hill, go do this. But when we have strategies in life that aren't working well, I go to football. An interception strategy is one where we get exactly what we don't want. And if you have no skill to know the difference in a scenario, you will react with that survival mode response and completely miss all the other better choices that will get you what you want. And, and I think that that takes training and that takes understanding. You know, I, I think about this and I think about the training that you've had. But more important, I think about what the journey was like for you. And you just shared like a little teeny part of it. You know, the idea of the wall, right? You know, not being able to get over the wall. I, I want to ask you this question before we go to break. And let's pick it up when we come back. Somebody said something to me once that I've been, I really struggle with, and I actually don't believe it anymore, is you either have it when you're born and you don't. Now, I will say for myself, I don't know how true that is, because I take me and then you, me plus my stepmom, Doris, that's got me to where I am today. When we come back, how do we negotiate this ship that we are on so that every hot button doesn't turn into a flame every wall doesn't turn into a stop sign every boss that bangs a fist on a table doesn't turn into a career a career annihilator how do we turn stress into success 
Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back with Colonel Williams. Do your ADHD tendencies get in the way of you doing what you intend to? Traditional strategies for getting things done may not work for you. You need solutions tailored for your unique brain. In Bonnie Minku's training membership program, Productivity Pathfinder, learn ADHD self-mastery step-by-step at your own pace in a supportive community with live online options each week. Learn more about Productivity Pathfinder at thrivewithadd.com. Day-to-day living can be difficult in our world today. Most of us don't know how to live a peaceful, joy-filled existence. Learn how to break through these barriers and live a transformative life on Love and Light with me, Dr. Lisa, every day living in peace, every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. To work with Dr. Lisa, visit EducationThroughEngagement.com. Did you know that each Enneagram type has a different worldview, different patterns of thinking, feeling, and behaving? They also have essential qualities that are unique to their type. Understanding this helps us develop more tolerance, respect, and appreciation for ourselves and others. Renee Siegel works with individuals, couples, families, and groups using the Enneagram to build better relationships as a tool in addiction recovery. Visit URPurePotential.com for more info. Have you been on life's roller coaster trying to figure out what to do next? Then join Greta, Lee, Yvonne in the Realm of Beings each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Shake the dust off your wings and fly to the highest heights in your thoughts and actions. Express your greatness. Be a champion for yourself. And we'll see you there on Shifting Impressions Conversations with the Realm of Beings. When feeling unhappy and unfulfilled, most people look for things outside of themselves to feel better. A larger home, a lucrative career, a new car, or even a particular relationship. But once the newness wears off, you're laid off from the job, or you have a falling out with said person, then what? The cycle of seeking happiness and purpose starts all over again. The truth is, all of the fulfillment and worthiness you want lies within you. You just have to tap into it. Join me, Laura Goldstein, for my Transformation Talk radio show called Coffee with the Universe every third Tuesday of the month at 2 p.m. Eastern, where we talk ways to return to self and the joy within. You're listening to an encore presentation from the Transformation Talk Radio Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're a great show with uh, Deb Lewis joining me here today. I just want all of you to know this is the question, right? How do you use stress to fuel your success? This is not a question of whether or not can you. See, we're already at the assumptive that says you can. So what today is about is to understand the underpinnings of what stress may look like for you, which may be different for me, may be different from depth, right? Um, And what triggers it, how to pay attention to the signs. But before we get to that question where maybe you have been told by somebody, you know what, you're always going to be anxious, you're always going to be stressful. Um, In the past month, I've been working with women 
And one of them in particular is I'm just anxious. That's who I am. I'm just anxious. That's who I am. And so today, yeah, maybe you're, maybe that's you, but can you use any of this to move forward? Before we do that, first, let's tell everybody about what you're doing, not just how you're helping people with this, but also how you're helping people to be mentally, women to be mentally tough. Thank you. I have put a whole lot on my website. I think that's really where kind of the rich stress tools and the understanding of what are we really talking about today when we say we're mentally tough and how does that help me be more successful, achieve more in life that I want to set goals and be able to do it. And also as my shield, as we talked last time, protect me from all the garbage that's coming my way so that I can do that. But mentallytoughwomen.com, and there's a tab, for example, that's stress tools. And that has everything from complimentary courses that I think people, just basics, you must understand these if you want to get some of the training that will not come naturally. This won't come naturally. You're not going to necessarily glean it elsewhere unless you're actually trained by someone who understands these things. And then there's other courses. There's a book that came out. Um, this is the one where I tell people I took them. I take them from here where people are deeply disturbed to working well with others. That's really the essence of doing that. And while it looks like a children's book, it's so much more. And then if people want to get results faster, I do laser focus sessions where you spend several hours. But mentallytoughwomen.com, they're able to get a hold of me as well as look at some of those things to get them started. I want to challenge everyone who's listening to go do the free courses, how to handle extreme stress, because that's where we lose it all. And we're going to talk in a minute of 21 stressful things that happened to me in a 24 hour period. And there's only 21 because I stopped counting after that. It was like, <laughs> why go any higher than 21? This was crazy because stress happens to us. We can't run away from it. It happens to us. If we run away, that's survival mode thinking. And I'll tell you, the outcomes are far worse in our lives. It will never address the things that are underlying it. And when we understand that, we see adversity as an opportunity. We are able to achieve more in our lives and happier. I'm joyful. Even when it's crazy, I was thinking, oh, wow, this is like the 21st thing that happened. And one of them is missing my plane by 30 minutes that only goes once a day. And I missed it because of things that happened on the other end. And yet I'm thinking, wow, this is going to be great when I talk to Dr. Pat this week, <laughs> you know? Well, but part of this is, you look, you've helped thousands of people go from stress to seeking a path of work to being successful from conquering life's challenges. You know, you also have thousands of people, close to 4,000 students that take your online courses from extreme stress to stress basics. You know, you have been an expert in this field for several reasons. One, you have experienced it. You've learned how to move beyond the obstacles that show up that we call stressful. And I can only imagine how many really hot buttons get triggered in the military, uh, especially from having a family that's been in the military. And they tell me, but it's so absolutely relevant to where we are today. And you said something, and I want to get back to it. I don't know how many times people get told 
you know what, Deb? That's just the way you are. Make the best out of it. Okay, you're that, Pat? That's just the way you are. Make the best out of it. Okay, Mary, over you, you're stressful and anxious all the time. Okay, nothing you can do about it. I got to tell you, if any of that was true, what? Would you and I be here? What? No, we wouldn't be here. And I think that there's, it makes me think of a time where someone told me a, a story about a car dealership where someone took a used car and they took it to one place and they were going to get like almost nothing for it. And then they took it to another place and not get maybe a little more not for it and then they took it to a classic car dealer and they wanted like forty thousand dollars they were going to pay forty thousand dollars you know the idea is if we're looking for other people for our worth or to give us feedback about who we are we're looking in the wrong place we need to look at the strength within all i see when i see each person just like you i see that hero within them and i see that tremendous talent sometimes it's disguised by grumpiness sometimes you know like the bull you know they're very grumpy but i'm fascinated with that because we talked last time what's the difference between a cynic and an optimist in an idealist and that is that they were slammed and they are passionate they still have that energy but it's now been turned into being cynic instead of being an idealist. And I help them regain that. I help them see that potential within them in order to go forward. So you can say that maybe you have a tendency, like I'm five foot five, okay. <laughs> I have to develop my, my leaping ability. You know, the 10 foot wall, I could look at that wall and say, how am I ever gonna get up there? Or I can use other things that people understand like, physics and all kinds of dynamics and i can then run at that wall and know exactly where to place my foot that just makes it a breeze to flip over it i mean that's i love it people have told me a whole lot of things pat dr <laughs> pat and i sometimes sadly have those voices in my head and under stress those voices can be very loud and you want to really really say go away I get it. <laughs> you want to derail me, but we can even go into that. Like 21 stressful things. Yeah, I want to hear about the 21 stressful things. And you said you stopped counting. I did. I really okay. did stop All counting right. because I could have had more, but to pick a number, just pick a number. 11 is my number. Are all hot buttons. What 11. number? 11. Okay. <laughs> this was a really fun one. Okay. I was exhausted. Have you ever gone to a strange parking lot and then you get your ticket and then you go do your thing and you're coming back and you can't wait. You still have a million things you have to get done and you're in that parking lot and you stick your ticket in and it spits it back out. <laughs> and it not only spits it back out, it says your ticket is defective. And, and then you sit there and you look around and there's nobody there. <laughs> and it's a huge, it's late at night, huge parking lot. So then you say, okay, I'm going to flip it. So I flipped it and put it in another way, spits it out. You have a defective ticket, flipped it the third way, same thing, fourth way, same thing. Okay. Now I've tried every which way you can stick that ticket in. Now I'm looking, okay, what can I do? It says push button, push button. Nope. Nobody comes. I am now really exhausted, very frustrated. Get out of my car, go around and say, okay, maybe I can push myself a new ticket, <laughs> you know, and then stick it in. No, they have safeguards for that. Then somebody comes up behind me to go out 
And I'm like, okay, I got to back up. Okay, just hold on, put your hand out. I back up, I move to the side. Guess what? Their ticket works. So now you're really upset. So that was that was one. It took me an hour, an hour to work through it. But those little gremlins that wanted to drag me down and just go ballistic, I'm like, nope, nope. I'm going to get out of here. I focused on what I wanted. I'm going to do this. I'll figure it out. I'll find a person. I'll do this. Yes, it took longer and frustrating. And then I finally found somebody who very unwillingly <laughs> let me out. Wow. <laughs> But that was just one little thing. Oh, that is, and you know, isn't that interesting about it? We're going to go, I want to go over some of these others too, because I think we all have them. I, you know, I was getting ready for the show with you today. And this was like on my mind after I, I heard you were going to talk about 21 things. And I realized coming in today that there was a level of stress I was feeling. And I just sat for a moment. And I realized what it was. Once I realized what it was, then if you ever looked at our production room, we have one, two, three whiteboards in mm. the production room. I actually have one in here. Um, and I come from an environment in corporate facilities management that they used to call them what? War rooms. Remember that analogy? Yes. yes. Uh, and so you'll see whiteboards. And I realized we were in a new week. And I said to Jessica, which is so unlike me, they don't see me as a detailed person, but I had the pushpin all full of email follow-ups. And I said, Jessica, can you just take 10 minutes and just do me a favor, go over all the stuff I got and just do an update and update the whiteboard. Now, I felt the stress that mm -hmm. I had. I knew what my day was going to be like. And I just... I had this moment where I could have, what did you call it? Imploded. I could have. Or exploded. Or most, exploded. A lot of people would explode. Jessica wouldn't get nice Pat, Dr. Pat. Yeah. Jessica <laughs> would get the, the very vocal, forceful. And, and because it's so uncharacteristic for you, any little bit would be taken as a sign, right? Yeah. there and then they then you would be passing that energy on to them and they might be changing you know and and implode because they exactly. may not have a high level of tolerance of that change and that's what preparing for this show helped me with even though i didn't really know that but i did read it now you had 21 and you said you stopped you yeah. said you're at 21 and you stopped i, I want to do one more before we go to break because that experience that you just had, I just like almost hot flash myself to death here thinking about that because that airport situation, that is like, <laughs> I don't even know how you, let's do one more before we go to break. You picked oh, this one. Oh, oh, well, okay. Let me see. I think that, oh, the one, I'll tell you one that really, it, it did push me like you <laughs> to go do something <laughs> different. So I, I, I'll flip over really quickly. After I left the parking garage, I went to get gas and I then couldn't find my wallet. So that was one. Um, and I would have had a whole lot more problems after that. So I'm skipping over that a little bit because you can just get to see that it just kept happening. Everybody can be pushed over the edge. That's what I really want listeners to know. Every one of us, no matter how well-trained you are, you have got to, one, know where you're going to the dark side. <laughs> no 
know when you're going there. And so just imagine this and gassing and all these other issues that kept happening. There are another five more that happened at that point. And then I'm sitting there finally finding the place where I can catch the ride back to the hotel so I can get some rest, see my daughter, all that. And I'm sitting there talking to my husband at, I found the right place. That was another one of the numbers, finding the right place, where to sit for it, not what I was told. And I'm sitting there and you know, when those buses start at the airport backing up, you have this one place where you're supposed to be picked up and then one won't leave. And then they start backing up and then they're on the second and the third. Well, I'm in the corner of my eye, I'm looking and I can see one on the far side of the vehicle that isn't moving. And it's going slow, going slow, going slow. Can't read who it is. Can't read who it is. And then as soon as they nose past this one vehicle that stopped, they gun it and go off. And guess whose bus that is? My bus. (laughs) So I jump off the bench and I'm running after the bus in the street with the phone in one hand. And I'm going, stop, stop. You know, do they stop? No. No. (laughs) No, And I I guess I need to do the companion because this is just indication. I call the hotel to tell them, hey, this is exactly where I am. And all the phones were out at the hotel. Every single one. That was another number. So anyway, we can stop there. But I'm just telling you. it was. That's it. I mean, that's what we're talking about. (laughs) And I just started, I started, I start laughing actually, because, you know, you could start crying, you could get really upset, but I could picture myself what that must have looked like to everybody else running after that bus for one. Who's this? (laughs) That really worked well. And then thinking, figure the odds of an entire hotel's phone system being out at the exact time I need to pass them a message. Well, and that's what we're going to talk about when we come back, because this is the answer to the question. Are you in the boat where you're stuck in the story where one, you can teach an old dog new tricks? That's one little expression. Or, you know, you're too old to change or you're too young to think about knowing. When we come back, mindset matters. Mindset matters. And even if you find yourself getting closer and closer and closer to an edge, there's a way for you to stop and realize that the end of the ledge and the drop is six inches and not 60,000 feet. Let's take a short break, everybody, when we come back. That and much more from Colonel Deb Lewis. We'll be right back. Are limitations holding you back from living a powerful and authentic life? Are you able to see yourself and others through a lens of empathy and compassion? Tune in to Awaken Your Truth with me, Ratika Rose, to discover how to free your mind, heal your life, and embody your power. Second and fourth Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio, YouTube, and across all podcast stations. I'm on a mission to inspire a shift in you, so together we can collectively heal the world. To learn more about me, visit RatikaRose.com. Are you ready to find out who you really are? Are you ready to have fun and listen to the soul part of yourself? Indulge in a deeper meaning with Laura Goldstein, host of Coffee with the Universe. This show will awaken that true self hidden deep within you and will get you energized on who you were created to be. So go ahead, grab your cup of joe and experience Coffee with the Universe with Laura Goldstein on TransformationTalkRadio.com. 
The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. Have you known that you're on a soul path, but often wondered why you don't have the insight of how to go from here to there, or whether or not what you're doing is going to take you to where you want to go in your soul's journey? Damayante is the show for your soul. Damayante speaks to your soul, connects with your soul, and shines a light for your soul. Damayante, the show for your soul with Sarah Main, brings you insights and a pathway to your soul's journey on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Have you ever felt like if you just had the right tools and resources, you'd be able to carve a path toward the life your heart is aching for? Guess what? You have everything you need inside you. I'm Natasha Ornedo, and I'm here to show you that your healing is in your hands. Tune into my show, Unlock the Healing Path every second and fourth Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. To learn more about me and my work, visit NatashaOdnedo.com. You're listening to an encore presentation from the Transformation Talk Radio Network. Oh, boy. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. I'm so thrilled we're talking about this. And if you've just tuned in and missed any part of this, of course, this will replay later. Uh, and you could also go to Transformation Talk Radio and listen to it again. Um, the question really is this, how do you use stress to fuel your success? We're going to talk about that. How do you use stress to fuel your success? Um, before we keep going, uh, can you please tell people, uh, Deb, how they can find out more about you, how they can find out about your workshops, all of the above? Please do that. Yes, I think the easiest way is just go to my website, mentallytoughwomen.com. And once you're there, the first page has a couple things like the book that we talked about, that it'll be available so that you can click on that and get the book. This really, if you understand the essence of this book and the questions that it asks in the back, then whether it's for the youngest or the oldest in the family, it helps you understand how to handle stress. And if you look to tab two, which is the stress tools, then you're going to see so much more. There's, yeah. there's complimentary courses. There's a companion course that goes with the book to go into more detail about the layers that are in that book. And also there's things that you can do such as we can tailor, I do a lot of tailored, custom tailored presentations, webinars, training for different groups, as well as if people really want quick results for a situation, they are just in that funky place and they really need that laser focus session, I can offer that too. And I want to say to everybody, if you go to the website, and please go, uh, it, it's mentally, it's this, mentallytoughwomen.com and forward slash stress tools. And if you go there, you're going to find exactly what Deb just said. You're going to see there's a free online that you can download how to handle extreme stress and create your lifeline. And then there are stress basics, how to handle stress to build a better future. And then of course, this is a must. This is a must. How to take kids from stress to success. So everything is right here, including how you can get a hold of Deb, uh, work with her one-on-one -on -one, or bring Deb in for your group. Um, 
Okay, so here we are. And, you know, this is the part that I was really excited and eager to talk with you about. And it, it, this is the one where we talk about the mindset, if we could. And I love that we're talking about something that has an emotional, let me just call it an emotional ticker, right? Tick, 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 that, an emotional ticker. And people just don't realize that here, here, we can do stuff to help, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. We, we are so, so minimally tapping into what is possible in life. We are these miracle beings and we think that we're very independent, but in fact, we're all connected. And this energy, you can deny the energy and pretend it's not there and put up the walls. And then you're going to miss out though on what's happening around you. And when you, when you understand that you can take the exact same situation, because you see it in others, the exact same situation, one person thrives on it. It's like, bring it on. <laughs> That's when you're mentally tough. Bring it on. Okay. This is a good sign. Changes are happening. Or someone else will say, this is the worst thing that ever happened to me. This is so awful. I can't move past it. I can't get up. You know, the difference is, is that mindset. Really, that's what it is. How do you, what lens are you putting on? I have sunglasses, you know, you want to put, what are the glasses that you're looking at life through? And, and I try to surround myself with people who can, who know the difference. And they're also helping me because, oh, by the way, I can cognitively understand the difference, but I'm still an emotional being. And when things happen, sometimes your body just gets zapped and you don't even know why. Could be something in your childhood and then something triggers that memory and, and you go to a place where you're not wanting, you know, you're screaming going toward that place, but you can pull yourself out of it. I, I, we compared it last time to a bucking horse, you know, never let the head get down to the ground because you're going to be launched. Yeah. But if you can keep <laughs> it up, you got the tools and the strength. It's also the strength. You have to have strength. If you think that you can do it, you have to like a shield. If you're just holding a bottle of water and you held it out at arm's length for any length of time, your arm's going to get fatigued because it's not natural and it's an added weight. But when you can practice and people understand it with athletics, they're not necessarily translating it to stress. And this is all pretty much all we're asking is to reframe that mind and look at instead of saying, what's the worst thing that just happened? What's the best thing that just happened? What's yeah. something, even our worst situations in life, we can ask ourselves, what's one good thing that never would have happened if that didn't happen? And it may take time, but once you get there, then you move through that toxic time and focus on what's most important. You know, one of the things I wanted to ask you about that's really tied into this and into what we talked about previously is in the 21 things. There's a point by which you are at a pivotal mental decision point. It's the point where you decide I'm going to pull over or I'm just going to drive through the fence, drive through the gate right now. That wouldn't be the first time somebody has been there and decided I'm just going to go through the gate. Those are actions that result from doing what you're coaching us to do today, what you're helping us do today, or not. And it's a nanosecond of time Can that could guide us in one way or the other. 
how important is mindset and training of mindset for that? It, it's so essential. It overrides your survival mode thinking. It overrides, you put it on hold. There's, I've been in combat. I've been in places where, yeah, you got to move physically. Like I need to go to a bunker. I got to move. But falling short of anything that's life-threatening, then you have a, a whole lot of choices to pick from. And our bodies and our environment is telling us, you should be angry. You should stop doing that. Oh, just go there and don't engage anybody. You know, those are all survival mode strategies. And, and unless you know the difference, you will choose them. And you'll be encouraged and nurtured to choose them. That's a great idea. I go back to what we talked about earlier is the people around you may not, they're, they're trained the way they are or, or exist the way they are, and they don't see the other choices. And sometimes they look at a person like you and me, I look at a happy person, a truly happy person who can, who can deal with this stuff is someone who has been through the worst of life oh. and made the choice to love life, to love the people around them. And they made that choice. And they've had probably the worst life you can ask. And I'm always wanting when someone's really happy, I don't think of them as what they call that Pollyanna, that old word, you know, Pollyanna. They don't even have a sense of grip on reality is what people tell you. That is not my experience. Mike's, you know what I was going to say, <laughs> something else. But my experience is those are the people you want to associate with because chances are you dig a little bit deeper they probably had one of the hardest lives you can ever imagine. And they made that choice in order to learn how to move through it, use it to their advantage and love life doing it. I mean, happy. If you're not happy, you can change that. Nobody else is going to give you that gift. You can change it. Stress will give you that gift because it's going to keep happening in your life. You can't run away from it. You can run, but you can't hide. It's coming after you. I love and that you're talking about this. Did you know one of my nicknames, Pollyanna Patty? No, I didn't know that. But... <laughs> I don't get called that much anymore. But when I first started to do the show, that was it. And you're right. You I think... mean, I don't talk about my life experiences much. I have started to talk about them a little bit more. My mom committing suicide when I was six, homeless at 17. I mean, I start to talk about them more because I'm sharing parts of that that I learned from it. So I want to talk to the people just like you and me who have been through the war and, and, and been able to be so happy and positive. If you do not share your stories with others, yep. you will never connect on that deeper level. See, you'll have the answers that people need in their lives, but people won't come to you because they don't feel a connection. They think you don't live in the real world. They think that you, know, you, you haven't experienced that kind of life. But once you share those stories, those times where you literally are on the ground being pummeled by life and trying to find a way to pick yourself back up, you know, trying. I've had that so many times, whether it's been marriage or it's been um, trying to do something physical like the obstacle course and just, you know, ready to give up. I fell from the rope. The rope was my nemesis, you know, the rope was the thing you had to climb two stories and then swing to the upper level and go. And one time I got myself because of all the other obstacles before it, 
I got to the top to touch the above the line before you could swing and my grip froze. I cramped and I, and I fell and to add insult to injury, they added penalty points because <laughs> it made me stay there. You know, I got all the way to the top and then they, you know, you fall and they do it. And by golly, you know, by the fourth year, I was going to make sure that happened. But again, if I don't share that with you, my struggle, people yeah. think you're not in the real world and that you're just, these are things, but yeah. my tools and strategies are all designed on thousands and thousands of interactions to keep wondering if I only did one thing, that's why the extreme stress course is important. So with all this stress, would it be okay just to take one moment to do number one, which is on my extreme stress course? Because I think it will help us. Are you ready for this? Because we've been talking about a lot of stressful things and everybody needs to be able to do this because yeah. it, it's like a reset button. Here's your, it. here's your reset button. I call it the waterfall method. Now in Hawaii, we have beautiful waterfalls. Think of that beautiful water coming down with the foamy white and going through. Now that's gonna be like the air we breathe. We can breathe different ways and people talk about different ways to breathe. But the waterfall method is a very distinct way that when your heart starts pounding out of your chest or you just feel something coming on, that if you do this exercise, you will reset yourself because how long can we last without breathing? It's the shortest amount of time. It's like three minutes. Yeah. In one minute, when you stop breathing, you start killing your brain cells. And we do this under stress. We stop our breathing. We think it's natural. It's not under stress. And so the waterfall method is designed to get us back to natural and maybe even better because you're probably 50% only use 50% of the lung capacity. 50% of us only use 50. Somehow as a child, we knew how to do it and we unlearn that. And we think we can get by with only 50% of our lung capacity. And you can, but you're denying that rich oxygen that helps you think clearly, helps you function well. And so the waterfall method, it's 10 seconds, three breathing in, seven breathing out. We're going to do three times, three breathing in, very special. We're going to use this beautiful, I love gadgets. If you ever studied the nose and how air comes in the nose, when you breathe in through your nose, you're actually moisturizing your vocal cords, allowing you to speak more. Those who only breathe through the mouth have very dry vocal cords. So you breathe through your nose and out with your mouth, and it's three in, seven out. You ready to go? Let's start. In. Out. In. Out. In through your nose. Out through your mouth. Now what you allowed that air to do is push all that gook out of your mouth, out of your body. The in is clean and cool. When you breathe out, if you put your hand to your mouth, it's hot, hot, nasty goo leaving your body. You do 30 seconds of that, even 10 seconds, and you will, what happens? How do you feel, Dr. Pat? Um, I think for me, I, as I was doing it, I just felt a, like a cleansing. I can't describe it very well other than that. You know, I could feel 
like the first one, yes, but by the time I got to the second, you could just feel things feel open up. And to be honest with you, I couldn't remember what we were talking about before I started it. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I'm I, like, I just had that moment where just everything stopped. That's wonderful. And I think when people have more of that, I've, I've ordered myself to do that exercise. I one time was so stressed and I could tell that my heart rate was really starting to go out of my chest. You, you don't, you don't have to close your eyes. You can still, I've done it driving. You can breathe in and out because you're not going to do it forever. You don't want to do it for 10 minutes, even just three exercises. And I love to tie in visuals and thinking pieces to whatever I'm doing physically because I want that to be symbolic of I'm cleansing my body. Like you were saying, it's a cleansing experience. And then, then you can focus. Now you have the oxygen to help you focus. You're protecting. I don't know if I showed the helmet. Here's the helmet. I, I showed you the shield. Yeah. Here's the helmet. This is to protect your wisdom. These are all the tools that you can have. And military has a number of them because you need to protect your head for a number of reasons. But you want to protect your wisdom. And Athena, the goddess of, of war yeah. and wisdom, understood that completely. Oh, my gosh. And she I have a giant poster of her right in my bedroom. Um, you know, we talked about a lot today because one, I don't think that this topic has ever been more relevant. Yes, I went through some decades of, you know, stressful kind of times in my life, things that I did. But this is different. You know, this is where so many people are on the edge of losing hope on the edge of losing faith. And I think it's exactly because they're not aware of what they're accumulating, right? Yes. And I think energetically. And history. History has replete with examples oh. of people overcoming odds, overcoming illness, overcoming so many things. How does that happen? It's not a fluke. You can be very intentional and deliberate with that. Mm -hmm. But until we use, build and use these stress skills so that we can reinforce, instead of reinforcing survival mode thinking, until we do that, we're going to fall short of our potential. Mm -hmm. And our potential is vast. It's vast. Yeah. And you and I are examples of it. And we're examples of things that we've gone through in life. And here we are, right? You know, I wasn't the poster child, you know, in in sort of the, the high school thing that said, oh, she's going to be doing this. I was the poster child that when they found me for the reunion, thought I was dead already. So, oh, <laughs> so but this is we're living examples. And that's why I love doing these shows with you, Deb, because one of the things we're saying to folks is this is a time where even taking your free courses can help them. But more importantly, I have had to work with a lot of people in my life. I'm not here because I did this on my own. Yeah. Left up to my own devices, I'd probably still be selling hot dogs in New York City, which I fit my favorite job. Deb, thank you for today. I want to ask a couple of things. Again, talk about how they can find out more about you um, and then personal message and what you'd like to leave us with today 
you don't mind. Yes, uh, please go to mentallytoughwomen.com, my website. You'll find out lots more about what we've been talking about and ways that you can gain these skills to override the survival mode thinking that's being pushed as a great option, which is not, and also the things that continue to reinforce it. And I think that the one one thing that I would love to leave people with is this is the fun part, because the better you get at handling stress, you can, you know, it becomes so much easier to do insanely. Like you look at my life and your life, you know, we've done some insane things in our lives and you love doing it. If you want to be happier in that way and and get that sense of accomplishment, then you want to gain greater stress skills. You want to acquire tools like the helmet, like the shield. You want to like, just like gathering those to protect yourself. And more important is to go forth and help others. That's what we love to do. I know you love to do that. We love to help others gain those insights so that they can achieve their true potential. Wow. And again, can we also mention to people that you know, the courses are available certainly on your website, but you also do one-on-one work, one work with people. Yes. And that one-on-one work with folks is probably for me, some of the best work that people can give themselves, the gift they can give themselves because people can transform immediately. Yes, it's just like the cleansing. It cleanses them first and then we restock, we get rid of the the things that they were misguided on. And we add those things that give them true strength to be able to deal with this tough world. It's a tough world out there. Just you saw my 21 things. Hey, you know, I, I can be the best expert in anything, but life happens and we just want to be prepared. I'm, I'm all for preparing. You may never need it, but if you need it, especially in a pinch and over and over and over, then you're going to be successful and you're going to love the life and you're gonna take care of your family and loved ones. I mean, I think that if you do it for no one else, do it for them. When you're at your best, they can be at their best. And that is really, for me, some of the most powerful energies we can create. When we are so well investing in ourselves that we can do that investing in our loved ones. Colonel Deb Lewis, thank you, Deb, so much for today. I'm excited. Please go over to Deb's website. Make sure you go to the stress tools. And when you do, lots of great information. And remember to do what we just did today. Remember to do that. Stop and do it. Thank you so much.